Hey, welcome into episode 22 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I am here with just Jordan. Josh tonight is uh, taking the night off to go to a concert with his lady. So we hope that they're having fun tonight. Uh, they covered for me. So it's my turn. How you doing tonight, though, Jordan? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Ready to talk some football. And uh, yeah, if you're uh, missing Josh, you can find him on Twitter at BCFF Josh. He'll be on there. So definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's give the people some news about what's going on this week, man. It's crazy. I was getting alerts all day at work, like just a lot of injuries out there. So uh, how are you feeling about this week? I'm good. And we've got bye weeks, you know, bye yeah. weeks are here, too. So, you know. Um, a lot of big names on by, you know, with the Raiders, Titans, Lions, and Texans. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are on by. You got Pierce, Henry, Jacobs. Um, it's a good thing for the Lions, though, I, I want to say, um, because, you know, they got to get healthy. Uh, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. I think this will be good for, you know, Amon Ra and Swift. I expect them all to be ready to go after the bye week, so. Yeah, they needed this bye week, and uh, the Raiders also do with how bad we've looked on the field. So, uh, you know, it's uh, can be refreshing for teams. You uh, ideally kind of like your bye week to be a little later in the season, I feel like. But for the Lions currently, this is really going to help them out. So, yeah, because we saw last week with them getting blanked by the Patriots. You know, they just they kind of just need this to get get everybody right, get everything you know back in the fold and and good to go. So um, I look forward to that uh, offense coming back and putting some points back up there again. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hop into the the daily roundabout a little bit. Um, first thing we can talk about is the um, Devonte Adams situation that happened after the, the game on Monday night. Uh, he pushed down the cameraman. He was, uh, I believe it was a misdemeanor uh, charge was filed against him. Um, possible suspension. Um, I would, to me, I would think more of a fine comes out of this, but I could see them making a point and giving him a one game suspension, just high profile guy, you know, um, doing something like this to me, I, I think it should just be more of a fine, you know, uh, I, I think it was also on a little bit of everybody's part, you know, uh, I don't want to like downplay what he did. I don't think the guy deserved to get pushed down, but um, you know, the security could have done a better job. You know, the guy could have paid a little bit more attention, but I don't think Adams does, you know, he shouldn't have pushed him down. I definitely think a fine should come out of it for sure. Do you think he serves a suspension? I have no idea and I'm not going to speculate on it. And I, I, with what's going on in the NFL right now in context, like they're probably going to do something about this, but man, I think like there's been a couple situations lately where everybody makes a huge deal out of something that like should have been handled differently. That's just the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the Raiders did sign Albert Wilson after Matt Collins, uh, went over four on his targets. Um, it's something to keep a little bit of an eye on if uh, Devontae Adams does get suspended and if Darren Waller is still dealing with an injury. Uh, he left the game early with that hamstring injury, so that's something to keep an eye on. Have you heard anything else on uh, Waller? I know you guys pay a little bit more attention to the, the Raiders side. so No, I have not, not since okay. he left the game 
So yeah, me either. So, well, let's jump into the the injury news. There's going to be a lot. Um, it is a Wednesday, so some of these are, you know, monitor for the week, but others are definitely things that are still going on. Damian Harris was limited in practice with the hamstring injury. Um, I'm a little surprised that he was listed as, as limited because they talked about him missing multiple weeks. So that's something to keep an eye on because if he does miss time, Ramondre is just a smash play. I mean, uh, that could be huge for him. Uh, Logan Thomas did not practice again with the calf injury. Um, Dalton Schultz on Sunday aggravated his uh, existing PCL injury. He did leave the game for a short amount of time. He was able to come back after halftime. But uh, it's something to keep an eye on. They do say that he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, Russell Wilson is on track to play week six, Monday night football against the Chargers. Um, still something to monitor, though, uh, After especially after this week, see how he plays um, for the pass catchers and things like that. Uh, Baker May- Mayfield was given a two- to six-week timeline for his high ankle sprain. So this is going to change the whole dynamic of that Carolina offense for – DJ Moore, CMC. I expect a higher workload for CMC just because of uh, PJ Walker getting the start. Um, Cooper Cup did not practice today for the foot injury, but he is expected to play this weekend. Uh, Dak started uh, throwing today. He said he felt great in throwing, but he's not expected to play this weekend. They are going to roll out Cooper Rush again this weekend against the Eagles, which is going to be a really big game for them. I expect a Pretty big defensive battle in that game, honestly. Um, Raheem Mostert did not practice with a knee injury. Uh, I haven't heard too much about this. Um, If this is something that lingers into the weekend, uh, this is part of why, you know, I wouldn't drop Edmonds because both of these players are injury prone. So it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Tyreek Hill was a full participant in practice today, expected to play this weekend. No issues. We know he did leave with the. Uh, a boot on, but it was just because he was stepped on. So um, nothing really to monitor there. He should be good to go this week. Uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave did not practice today. That's going to be, if they're without all three, um, that's going to be an interesting offense. And I expect a lot more Taysom Hill, which uh, is is just so crazy to say. Um, Jonathan Taylor did not practice again today. That's something to keep an eye on the rest of this week. Uh, and uh, Naheem Hines to keep an eye on what's going on with him as far as the other running backs on the roster. Uh, T. Higgins was limited at practice. Uh, Mac Jones was limited at practice as well. Uh, Jahan Dotson has already been ruled out for tomorrow night's game. Um, uh, Rashad Bateman did not practice again today. That's something to keep an eye on uh, rest of the week to see if he's going to be ready to go or not. Uh, but Drake London and Kyle Pitts returned to practice today, so they should be good to go for this weekend. Keep an eye on Kyle Pitts, though, still for the rest of the week. And uh, Zach wanted us to give everybody a reminder that he said not to drop Kenneth Walker uh, because, uh, you know, you, you never know what could happen with Rashad Penny. There's a few leagues out there where he was on the waivers. Um, I wish he was available on the waivers and any of our leagues, but he was not. Yeah. So with these rookies, when you see that they can perform on an NFL field and they start to gain opportunities, which tends to happen as the season progresses, they gain value over the course of the season. So that's why I've been constantly saying like, don't drop these rookie wide receivers that you've already seen perform on the field. 
just hang on to them, give them time, because by the end of the season, they could be, you know, hitting a, a, a higher level than you even thought they were going to. So, yeah, we were way know, higher. On, starters. Yeah, we were way higher on Pickens than most people. A lot of people were saying he's toast. You can drop him after week two. And we we're like, no, no, no. Hold on to him. And now we're seeing it pay off. You know, you're seeing seeing the yards and the targets go his way. So, you know. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into the week six preview. Unless you got anything else that you want to add no, in there? Oh no. Let's let's get into these games. I'm excited. Okay. All right. So we've got the Thursday night game, uh, Commanders one and four at Bears two and three. Um, man, this is a could be another rough uh, Thursday night football game. I still expect it to be better than uh, last week's game, and that's painful for me to say as a Bronco fan. But, um, you know, the Bears uh, are pretty good against uh, wide receivers. You know, they are Washington's really only good against the tight end. They're still missing some of their key defensive players. You know, I think this week you can start Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, David Montgomery. He jumped right back into his role. Um are you in on any of the wide receivers or tight ends for uh, the Bears? I mean, Absolutely we've seen Komet not. get a little bit more targets lately, but still out completely. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no way I would start anybody outside of David Montgomery on the Bears. Uh, you know, in a 2QB league, you might have to start Fields. Uh, in a really deep league, maybe you need to start Darnell Mooney. They're not great options i'd rather not uh the commanders can give it up but the bears i don't think they can take it so yeah and uh is it time to say gibson is done no longer flexing him out of your lineup i definitely don't want to play gibson okay i don't think i can i don't think you can play robinson yet either and in this game i don't really want to play mckissick because i think the commanders will lead this game. So uh, if they're going to lead and they're going to be able to run the ball, it's tough because I think you're going to see Robinson a lot more involved than last week. And Gibson's role continued to decline as it has been like all season. I mean, since week one, it's just gone down and down and down every week. So they don't want to use him. Um, I don't think you can quite trust Brian Robinson though. I'm a little torn on the Brian Robinson thing. I almost I almost say that he's a start this week. The Bears are really, really bad against the run. They give up on average 170 yards a game. And Brian Robinson last week had 75% of the team's carries. And this could be a neutral game script where it could be a close game. They could lean a little bit on the run. They could even have a positive game script where they're ahead in this game. Um, you know, I, I saw this on Twitter, Nick Robinson, um, is the one that tweeted this out in weeks two through five, the opposing teams like RB one for going up against the bears averaged 23.6 PPR fantasy points a game. Dang. So the bears give up, you know, pretty good amount of points against the, the opposing RB one. So it's something I know it's hard because Robinson's just coming back, but you know, they, they showed they wanted to use them last week, and I think he could be a sneaky flex play this week. I mean, I wouldn't start him as like an RB1 or an RB2, but I think he could be a sneaky flex play this week. So, 
You know, it's um, it's possible. Um, you know, he he only had nine carries for twenty two yards this last week. So yeah, that was seventy five percent of the carries. But Gibson had three, and that was it. Um, yeah, McKissick ended up leading that backfield as far as fantasy points were concerned. So, um, you know, in a losing effort to the Titans in a game, we think they're going to win here against the Bears. It's definitely possible this could be the breakout game for Brian Robinson. I'm just, I, you know, I'd like to look elsewhere and you probably don't need like if you're if you have a lot of injuries, you might need to. And I guess you could probably do worse because he I think that workload will increase from last week. But it's just it's still not ideal. Yeah, I mean, if you lost. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny last week and weren't able to get Walker or something like that. You could do worse, but... And maybe um, you're missing Damian Harris this week as well. So yeah. maybe he was, you know, you were between those two as your RB2 and now you don't have an RB2. All right, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully you have a good RB1. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, the 49ers 3-2 and two at Falcons 2-3. and three. Um they they do say that the West Coast teams, you know, underperform on the East Coast. Uh, but this 49ers team is still really good. They have a great defense, but they are battling some pretty major injuries. Bosa isn't supposed to go. They lost uh, their number one corner as well. Um, so this could be this could be an interesting game. Um, I think in a two QB league, you could you could feel pretty safe starting Jimmy G in a one QB league. Definitely not. Um, but I think, you know, Jeff Wilson, 100% a go. Debo, Kittle, uh, 49ers defense even is a great streaming option this week if you need a good defense. Um, uh, basically, I think you're sitting pretty much everybody on the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, is there anybody that you would throw in on that team? Uh, I mean, London's probably going to get the targets. So if you yeah. need to start him in a full PPR or even a half PPR as a flex option, he, you can you can do a lot worse than that. But I'd rather not. I don't think the upside's really there against this Niners defense as banged up as they are. Um, you know, the Falcons take haven't, the, haven't been great. You gonna take the three points out of Kyle Pitts? Uh, uh, if you can, I mean, you probably have somebody else on your roster already. So if you can try and start them for another week and see how Pitts does in his return, see if they try and get him more and more involved, you know, it's tough. It's tough to roster two tight ends. Yeah. So. With TDP returning to practice, possibly returning to this game, are you willing to start any of the backup running backs, Tevin Coleman or TDP? Um, if TDP is a go, then I don't think I'd start anybody. Uh, if TDP doesn't go, you could flex Coleman or start him as your RB two. If you're in a pinch, um, you know, I, I, I think is a better flex option than either of those guys. But, you know, like you said, we got bye weeks and we're dealing with injuries right now. So some people are in a bad spot and, uh, Ty Davis price. If he does come back. Uh, he may be able to take over that role, that Tevin Coleman role from last week. Um, you know, the Niners run a ton and they're not going to give Jeff Wilson like 30 carries. They're going to split them up. Debo's going to get a little work and the backup there can be pretty valuable in a, a game they're favored in. So I do like Ayuk in this game, too. I think Ayuk could have a pretty good game. He seems and to be getting Falcons, pretty involved. The Falcons are are decent against wide receivers but they are not that great against quarterbacks and really bad against running backs so 
Yeah, I think the Niners are definitely going to be able to move the ball here. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's jump over to the Patriots two and three at Browns two and three. Um, The Patriots defense has had a fumble recovery and an interception in three straight games. Uh, And I think that could continue against the Browns. Uh, I don't know about the fumbles. You never know with the fumbles, but I think, you know, Brissett could throw an interception here. What do you think about Bailey Zappi? Um, he had a pretty – actually, he had a really good game last week. Do you just think that was – I mean, that was a, a little bit about going up against, you know, the worst defense in the league, um, but the Browns can also give up, you know, some decent points. Um, is Zappi somebody you would start in a 2QB league? Um, I think there's – other backups out there that you might have been able to grab that are better, but you could like there's there's a lot of QB injuries as well. I know I'm dealing with them in uh, our two QB league, so um, yeah, Zappy definitely needs to be owned, and you might need to throw him in your super flex spot. And uh, he's he's got a good shot at at least hitting like 15 points or so. So, yeah. uh. Ramondre Stevenson, smash play. Chubb, smash play. I think you're okay starting in Joku in this game because the Patriots are really good about uh, taking away a number one option, which in this game, you know, I would consider Amari Cooper uh, for them as far as their wide receivers go. Uh, so, you know, I'm a little nervous about Cooper in this game in general. Uh, he does, I saw a stat that he averages like 22.9 points at home and 3.3 points on the road. Um, so this is a home game. So, But the Patriots are just, I mean, that's what they're known for. They're, they take away the number one options. So Yeah, um, and their defense has really been picking it up the last couple weeks. So uh, I'm a little concerned. Uh, if they're going to take away the Browns' number one option, it's definitely Nick Chubb, but I don't know if that's really an option. So, uh, you know, you could definitely see them decide to take away Amari Cooper knowing that, completely shutting down the Browns run game might kind of be impossible and that they're going to have to just try and limit that as much as possible and then focus on taking out the the top receiving options. So um, it's either way, it's going to be a tough game. It is a home game for the Browns. So uh, I think you can, I think, you know, if you got Chubb, you're going to have to start him. Um, But I was going to ask you, where are you at with Ramondre if Damian Harris does play? I would still smash Ramondre as a start. Um, if Damian Harris plays, he's going to be limited. There's a chance that he could even leave the game. I mean, it was a pretty significant injury. They were talking multi-week. I just yeah. can't imagine that he would, you know, even if he's a go, I just, I, I don't know. I would still, I think Ramondre is still a smash play this week. Yeah, I'm definitely starting him in at least one league. So I, I agree with that. I, I definitely want him out there this week. He looked really good last week and, um, even if uh, you know, even if Harris is back, you make a good point that uh, he could very well be limited. So, Ramondre because the yeah. Browns are like thirtieth against the run. So, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good. play that yeah, that's a play you want to do anyways. I mean, even if they split carries, he he certainly could get his. You know, so um, I'm not worried about him at all. Um, what about Jacoby Myers, who's been so far really awesome? I I like Jacoby Myers. Um, if he can start finding – he's always been a decent, like, PPR option, and that's kind of how I considered him going into the season was, like, a, a PPR option. He was going to catch some passes, you know, but, you know, he found the end zone last week. If he can continue to find the end zone, he's 
got some serious upside then. Um, I mean, he's got like 20, I think it's 26 targets in the three games that he's played. You know, he missed two games. He was uh, hurt, came back, had 11 targets again. So um, I, I, I think he's a pretty, pretty good flex play this week. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay. What about Parker, though, with, you know, when Jacoby came back, a lot of those targets we saw the two games that he was out kind of, it wasn't the same for him. Is he still somebody you would consider flexing or is it just Jacoby and that's about it with Ramondre? I don't think there's enough volume here in this Patriots offense, especially if Zappi's starting. But um, even, you know, even with Mac Jones, there's still not a ton of passing volume. So it's going to be tough for both of those guys to be you know, be fantasy relevant. I think Jacoby Myers is probably the better option. I think he'll have more uh, consistency and probably a higher ceiling as well. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Um, Okay, cool. So uh, go over to the, the jets three and two at Packers three and two. Um, This is going to be an interesting game because we, you know, we're yet to really see if the, the Packers are, are real this year or not, um, as well as the Jets. I mean, they looked pretty good last week against a, a pretty good defense in in Miami. Um, you know, Brees Hall is just a monster. Uh, he looks so good. He's a smash start. Garrett Wilson. Where are you out on the tight ends for both of these guys, though? Conklin and Tunyon. Um, I think I'm a little higher on Tunyon now. Conklin, you know, put up that donut last week. Uh targets seem to start going elsewhere, but they also had short yardage, you know, situations and didn't really need Conklin a lot too. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the targets were there and that was, you know, they, they were there the first week back with Zach Wilson, not as, not quite as, uh, much as they had been with, uh, with Flacco, but, um, you know, tight end it's, it's a mess. After the first couple, it's a it's a total mess. So you're really just hoping the guy maybe gets eight or nine targets or gets a touchdown. Um, either way, it's kind of a crapshoot. I think probably in this game, I'd rather start Tunyon. But if you've got Tunyon or if you've got Conklin, there's probably not really better options on the waiver wire. Yeah, at this point, it's it's Kelsey and Andrews, and then it's a hope and pray. Um, yep from there so okay um uh, aaron jones is a go alan lazard uh what about romeo dobbs um still seems to be getting quite a few targets um is he somebody you're you're interested in starting still yeah i think you can flex dobbs you're getting decent volume from aaron Rodgers. um so you know this jet secondary has been pretty good uh sauce gardner looks really nice but uh, and it sounds like uh, Christian Watson could miss this game again, too. Um, I don't think he's practicing right now either. Okay. Um, so I, I like Dobbs. What about AJ Dillon, though? I see at this point, I'm, I'm almost kind of uh, a hold on it. Like, I'm not a sell. I'm not a buy on AJ Dillon, but I'm, I'm just kind of a, a wait and I probably wouldn't start him. Right yeah, now. I've seen this discussed a lot on Twitter. Like people saying buy him, people saying sell him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that all three. That, of them. Yeah, the yeah. Three, yes, that was great. <laughs> um, so good stuff. But I think, yeah, I think if you, if I have him, I'm holding him. 
and I don't I don't know that I would go pay a lot to get him. So, you know, I wouldn't consider him any kind of must buy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to hang on. He's uh, on a what should be a better offense than it has been so far. So you'd expect maybe some positive regression. Uh, you know, towards a, a Packers offense led by Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, um, this isn't a bad is, matchup for either side. We could see a lot of points scored in this game. The Packers defense is actually kind of disappointed. Like they should have been a good run D and they haven't been so far on the season. So I think Brees Hall is like really exciting for this game. Is Elijah Moore a drop candidate for you? Uh, I'm trying to figure this out i have him in our league of record i was really excited about him going into the season and the names on the waiver wire aren't aren't exciting but i'm banged up at running back and so i kind of want to add just another guy who might be the next man up after this week and I think, uh, I, yeah i think that's where a lot of people are starting to lean with him is it's like he's almost just a roster clog right now yeah, and I can't start him, and I have four good starting wide receivers. So I think if you're in that, you know, I mean, at this point, you're certainly not starting him. Um, I would hope you weren't starting him over the last, you know, over five straight weeks. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't even know that you could really even, like, include him in a package deal to get a running back because, like, at this point, like, who are you going to be able to, like, really get you know so yeah yeah it's tough like if i'm gonna get a running back it's gonna be trading one of my wide receiver one of my higher end wide receivers a t higgins or or uh god your wide receivers are so good in that league <laughs> oh, man. yeah they're awesome i hate to break it up but i've lost javante and uh, i lost some other guys so i'm really thin yeah. at running back okay all right well uh let's go over to the jaguars two and three at colts two two and one um you know I think uh, Christian Kirk, you're good to start. Jonathan Taylor, if he's a go, that's something to monitor. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, his talent is just so good. He just, you know, he's disappointed since week one, but I still, you gotta, you gotta keep him in your lineup. Um, where are you at with the whole James Robinson, Travis Etienne side? Are you uh, start one or the other, or where are you kind of leaning on that situation? I mean, we were seeing James Robinson really control things until this last week. And I'm, you know, we talked about it a little in our last episode, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about James Robinson. He's been really inefficient on his touches. He had some explosive plays early in the season. We haven't seen those the last couple of weeks. And ETN has, uh, has at least been getting the job done as far as efficiency goes. Uh, he still hasn't gotten a ton of, touches and or a ton of targets out of the backfield or anything like that so um you know i'm i'm not thinking that there's gonna really be a takeover here i think they're gonna continue to use both guys and that you know maybe we kind of see what we saw with melvin gordon and javante williams last year where it is 50 50 a lot of the time like almost split down the middle as far as touches and stuff go so um, and I certainly think it'll be game script dependent. Like if, if Jacksonville's up by a pretty decent amount, I think you'll see a lot more James Robinson. Yeah. If it's a closer game. You could see it Sorry. the other way around. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think they want to run ETN up the middle all the time, just over and over again. So I think James Robinson's still going to be involved to be, you know, the bruiser and the short yardage and potentially goal line guy. But I think they definitely want to get ETN more involved in this offense. He was drafted in the first round. You don't want to, like, just waste that guy. So you got to find ways to get him the ball. But, um, you know, this offense has been a little up and down this year. Uh this is a division game against a tough defense. Not excited to start either. The Colts offense is terrible, though, so this could be a really low-scoring game. If you had both on your team and you had to choose one, which one would you go with? I would start James Robinson. Okay. See, I'm, I'm probably the other way around. I'd probably go ETN, so uh, yeah. I guess uh, sorry to our listeners. Uh, flip a coin. Yeah, um, I, think, I just think I, James Robinson has a better shot at a touchdown. Okay. Um, and then you got uh, Alec Pierce had a really good game. He's uh, had more yardage the last two games than Michael Pittman. Are you willing to flex him this week? Yeah. Um, like, a you know, low end wide receiver three with some upside. Um, yeah. You know, he hasn't done a ton with the volume he's been getting, but he's at least been getting some volume and he's looked good. He's made some really nice catches and, but this offense is really struggling and the Jags defense hasn't exactly been terrible. So yeah, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. You can look elsewhere. That's, that's nice. I, I might rather start Zay Jones on the other side, who was another guy we had in here. And I think I'd rather start Zay Jones, but Alex Pierce, Alec Pierce is uh he looks like a nice player. So hopefully they can figure things out with this offense. Yeah. If they can figure out this offense, I think Pittman and Pierce could both be really good plays, but I agree right now. I would probably go with the the Zay Jones side. So, all right. Well, let's uh, go over to the Vikings four and one at Dolphins three and two. This is going to be an interesting game. I think uh, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Waddle. They're all they're all goes. Um, I think Cousins is a fine play this week. We saw, you know that this uh, Dolphins defense can give up some points. And when you have Justin Jefferson, it's pretty much always a go to, you know, I think he's, he's always a, a low end wider or quarterback that you could possibly start. So um, Mostert is, I think he's a start. He's got, he's getting the workload. It just keep an eye on that knee injury that he suffered. So if he's not a go, would you start Edmonds? Yeah, if he's not going to like if he's not full practice the next two days, then I think it gives me more confidence to start Edmonds than Mostert. Agreed. Uh, You know, they're going to they're going to have to game plan this thing with uh, the potential that Tua could still miss. And, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So they're going to be really reliant on the guys who are on the field in practice. If Mostert's not out there because of this injury, I would definitely line up Chase Edmonds. Yeah, it sounds like two is already he might been ruled out. He might be a really good play in DFS. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like two has already been ruled out. We're not sure about Bridgewater. And if it's the if it is the rookie quarterback again against a pretty good Vikings defense, I would almost be worried about Hill and Waddle. I mean, I know they're both special. More so I'd be worried about Waddle because he's still battling that injury. Um but I mean, Tyreek Hill can make anything happen no matter where he catches the ball. So what about Adam Thielen though? Where are you at with him right now? He's uh, he's been kind of up and down. Um, You're basically looking at, you know, about six or seven points. I mean, that's kind of the 
floor and ceiling where he's at right now. Yeah, Dolphins D is tough. Uh, you'd really just be hoping for a touchdown. So um, he hasn't really been seeing the volume. And Justin Jefferson kind of has been dominant other than a, a couple games. So um, God, he's so he, good. Yeah, he really brings up the floor for Cousins and really opens the field for everybody. So we saw, I think we really saw this offense kind of get going the way it would like to be this last week. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that going forward where Dalvin Cook has a really good game where Justin Jefferson has a really good game and that those two guys really help push this offense forward and that, that you know, all the other pieces around are just kind of extra. There's not there's not a lot there for them, and, like anybody in particular. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, uh I think we can jump over to the Bengals two and three at Saints two and three. This should be a pretty good game, um, dependent on the wide receiver situation for the Saints. Um, you know, you're starting Joe Burrow, Mixon, Jamar Chase, Alvin Kamara. Um, hopefully, Alave is good to go and he's ready to play. Uh, did suffer a pretty look like a pretty bad concussion, so um, I wouldn't doubt that he does miss this week. What about Taysom Hill? Are you rolling with what he did last week? You know, I'm not a huge uh, Taysom Hill believer. I, I generally would like to avoid it because we've seen him have absolute explosions and then we've seen him uh, completely disappear because he's, you know, he's that gadget role player. So, um, he either gives you like five carries for 20 yards or 25 yards or bust out a couple 50 yard touchdowns and vultures Camara like crazy. So, yeah, if they're going to be without all of these receiving options, then I would say yes. Uh, but I think it's mostly about um, Jameis Winston. So if Jameis Winston's going to play, then I would probably not like to start Taysom Hill. If Jameis Winston's not going to play, then I would start Taysom Hill because he's going to see snaps at the quarterback position where he's got an extra blocker and can run it himself or, um, you know, or maybe even throw. He threw a touchdown last week. So, um, yeah, you know, it just makes it, it makes it more interesting. He'll get more opportunities that way. Where are you at with Higgins this week? I mean, he jumped in the game last week, only played, I think, 10 snaps and then sat out. Um, limited again participant in practice this week. If he's a go, are you putting him in or are you worried that's the same thing could happen as last week? Needs to have a full practice before the game. Otherwise, I'm not starting him. So if he's limited all week, you're you're worried about it. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. wait on it again. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him out of my lineup. I, I had to play him in one league this week, or I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but uh, I played him in one league, benched him in another, and uh, neither worked out all that great, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> playing him definitely. If he's a no go, are you are you starting Boyd? You think I Boyd's think you a flex can. option? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think so I too. I think you definitely can start Boyd anytime Higgins or Chase misses a game right now. He's maybe the best third wide receiver for any team. Um, I, I agree with that. And he, he has the explosive capability, you know, right along with a lot of those guys. Yeah. I think he's up there. He reminds, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, like Josh Palmer um, because yeah. he has the ability to come in, play and play a role and, and do, do good at that role. So 
you know, he's, he's definitely someone that I would consider if one of these guys misses. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good player and uh, you can line him up when he's going to get those opportunities. It's hard to predict when he's going to go off when they've got all three of them out there. Um, Even though, you know, we've seen already a splash game from him, but yeah, when, when one of them is going to miss, he should see more volume. All right. Ravens. Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Also, if one of them is going to miss the tight end there for the Bengals has been. Oh, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, he's been getting a lot more work when uh, either when Higgins is off the field or, or, you know, any of these guys. So that's somebody to look at as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. that. Yeah, that's a that's a great option. I think he's a great DFS option, especially if. Higgins or you know if Higgins misses I I, I really like Hayden Hurst in DFS this week so yeah. um okay Ravens three and two at Giants four and one the, if the Giants pull this game off I think it's time we start considering them a little bit more serious uh you know you're, you're starting Lamar Jackson J.K. Dobbins Mark Andrews Saquon Barkley all in your lineup 100% smash plays um I think Daniel Jones is still hobbled a little bit. So I, I you know, I, he's not a one QB league starter for me, but in two QB leagues, he's a, he's been a sneaky play. I mean, he's not, he's not terrible. They have no wide receivers, but he uses his legs, but I think he's a little hobbled right now. So that worries me a little bit to start him. Um, yeah. Kind of the same way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been surprised by like how well he's played or at least how hard he's played. You can tell that he's out there really trying to get it done. Um, but yeah, they have no wide receivers, so it's tough to yeah, trust it's, him it's, for fantasy when he really has, he's got Bellinger, he's got Saquon and yeah. that's about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Bateman, the Bateman Duvernay situation, I think it's just basically you play Bateman if he's in and you start Duvernay if Bateman doesn't play. Is that kind of where you're at with those two guys? Yeah, Bateman's still missing practice, so uh, he's kind of another situation where it's like, I want to see him practice in full this week before I put him in my lineup. And if he's not, like, if he's not practicing in full, if he's, you know, limited on Friday and he doesn't practice tomorrow, um, I think I'd start Duvernay. That's how, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I Duvernay was great last week um, in his absence. I mean, he didn't score you a ton of points but i think he was a good a good start option yeah um, he got some rushing attempts and he had uh i think it was five targets or, or five receptions on six targets or something like that it wasn't too bad they really game scripted him into the game though like they they got him used early with the rushing attempts and the passing i mean they really wanted to use him, and i think that's that's something that you can uh you know continue to keep an eye on if if he's a no-go so yeah I, I agree with that. So um, I expect a pretty big game out of Lamar and Andrews out of this game too. The Giants rushing defense has not been bad. I mean, they held Green Bay in pretty good check last week, um, you know, yeah. with uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones both. So I think that's something you definitely – should keep an eye on as far as J.K. Dobbins goes. He had that monster game in his return and – okay game you know last week nothing too crazy but um you know just temper expectations with this whole offense right now they seem to be kind of trying to figure it out again i mean they were rolling like crazy and um you know but 
Mark Andrews is somebody it's, it's a constant smash with, with Mark Andrews. So. Absolutely. And you're definitely not taking Lamar out of your lineup. He's been phenomenal. So he, yeah, he had a little bit of a down week last week, but um, you know, the Ravens team, they're exciting. They're, they're moving the ball. Uh, Lamar's a stud. So um, yeah. you're, you're going to have ups and downs with all of, with every single player pretty much. So you just, yep. you know, you already had a down it. week from Andrews, but he's he's going to finish tight end one or tight end two on the season. So yeah, you just you at just, this point it's looking like tight end two because man, Kelsey is just incredible this season. Four touchdowns, so, that's nuts. Yeah, but. yeah. All right, let's get into the the last game of this slate. We got the Buccaneers three and two at Steelers one and four. Um, you know you're you're rolling out there, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, I think Kate Otten is a great tight end streaming option. If Brait misses, he looked really good last week. Um, was pretty involved in that offense. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing him involved even more, even if Brait comes back. Cause I think he handled that role really well um, as a rookie. What did you think of Brait last or uh, Kate Otten last week? Yeah, it looked really good. I think there's, you know, there's we've talked about how bad the tight end situation is for fantasy. And so if if you need to roll Kate Otten out there, as long as Cameron Brate's not playing, I think he's a fine option because, uh, you know, we've seen forever that Brady likes to throw to the tight end. And he was, uh, you know, he he had a, enough preseason hype to get drafted in a lot of like dynasty leagues and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I would say, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can roll Kate Otten out there, and if you got him in Dynasty, you're probably pretty happy. He looks pretty nice. Yes, I agree. Um, Deontay Johnson's a start. Uh, okay, let's let's go with the the Claypool Pickens side. Um, you know, Pickens is he got eight targets last week, six receptions for 83 yards. Um, pretty good. You know, week. Are you are you ready to roll him out there as a flex option? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so too. I mean, even even before these last two weeks, where he's looked really good as far as fantasy points and stuff goes, he was making great plays out there, amazing catches. He's a really talented guy, and as he figures things out, he's going to continue to get better and better as as things roll on. So, a lot of people had him as a first round pick, and he ended up slipping. So, um, he could end up he could end up being really special. He he's he's doing some things out there that not a lot of guys can do. Yeah. Um, okay, now I want to touch base a little bit on this Najee Jalen Warren situation that we have. You know, Najee, I, I still think he's battling that injury from the preseason, the foot injury. Um, his carries are going down. What made him, you know, we touched base a little bit on this, but what made him so efficient was all the receptions and all that stuff. But can you actually bench Najee right now? Uh, probably not. If you have him, there's just there's almost no way you can. You probably drafted him in the first round, uh, maybe early second, but probably the back end of the first or middle of the first. And, uh, you know, you may just kind of have to roll with this and, and for a little while and hope that they can hit a streak where they're able to figure it out on offense. I wouldn't expect it to be this week against the Buccaneers where they get the run game going. So you're going to need him to get some targets. Uh, he pretty much split that work with Jalen Warren last week and the Steelers coaching staff has been talking up Jalen Warren saying they want to get him more involved with how good he's looked on the field. So 
I'm nervous for Najee, but you almost certainly can't bench him. Now, if you were able to get, um, you know, say Kenneth Walker, you, you know, he was on your waivers or you had him, you know, sitting on your bench, would you start Kenneth Walker over Najee Harris? Uh, yeah, I think I would this week. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think I think at this point, for me, Najee's somebody that I would try and I would try and trade him almost while you can. Um, I mean, I know you're not going to get exactly what you drafted out of him, but I think he's somebody that you should. His 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 next like six games are Tampa Bay's defense, Miami's defense, Philly, New Orleans, Cincinnati, Indy. I mean, all really good run defenses. Um, you know that I just. We kind of had him. I, I mean, I had him. I'm not sure about you guys, but as a little bit more of a bust this season, um, I was worried about him going in the first round. But would you try and trade Najee now or just wait for that one kind of blow up game and then try and move him? That's that's tough to say. It's going to depend on your situation. If you are like a Kenneth Walker owner, you've had him on your bench and you have, you know, maybe you drafted Najee in the first Saquon in the second. Right. Maybe you're at the back end of the first. Najee fell a little. You grabbed him. You grabbed Saquon early second. That's realistic. Right. Well, then if you've got a Ken Walker on your bench or something and your wide receivers are pretty decent, then you can afford to bench Najee for a couple weeks, see how things turn around, try not to lose value. If Najee's your best running back and you can get good value in a trade for him, then I would certainly recommend that so yeah these things are always situational and you got to look at it from your team's perspective and and how things are playing out for you but um yeah he's he's tough to trust right now he's you know back end rb2 would be where i feel about him especially this week Uh uh-huh going against this buccaneers defense like yeah he could potentially fall into the end zone but i don't expect him to be efficient even if he has 15, 16, 17 touches or so. Yeah. Um, did we touch on Claypool? I can't remember. Are you are you, are you out on him? Are you going to flex him um, at all? I don't think so. Um, yeah. It's... The volume between the the disparity between Pickens and Claypool, like it's been pretty close since Pickens has taken over. Deontay leads the three of them, and the three of them are ahead of everybody else by quite a bit. But I think. Deontay and Pickens are definitely like the uh, the go to guys in this offense. I think they're going to have more things scripted for them. Um, and uh, so I'd, I'd rather start those guys and I'd rather not play Claypool. Tomlin's a really, really good coach and he's going to learn and he's going to teach Pickens or Pickett how to game script to get his two best receivers, Deontay and Pickens the ball. I mean, those two are going to, you know, we saw 13 targets for Deontay. We saw eight targets for Pickens. I think it's just going to keep going up from there. I think those two will get more and more involved. So, yeah. 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 And I think Pickett's showing that he likes throwing to those two guys. He wants to throw to Deontay and Pickens. So, yeah. Uh, I'm rolling them out. Um, it's hard to trust a, a rookie quarterback to really put up a lot of fantasy points for your wide receivers, but at least the floor is pretty solid as far as they're going to see a lot of targets and they're good wide receivers. So they should catch a reasonable amount of those targets as long as they're catchable. 
right? Like yeah. Deontay only caught five passes on those 13 targets last week, but a lot of those were, you know, not passes that he was going to be able to catch. So you just, you're going to deal with some, some rough times with that rookie quarterback situation, but uh, they're very talented wide receivers and they command a high target share. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that's about all the game previews we got this week. Let's uh, just let's just for this show. We'll, we'll do the rest of them on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the second half of the games will be on Saturday. But, you know, here's the hoping that this Thursday night football game is more exciting than last Thursday night football game um, for all of our sake. Uh, you know, I, I expect more offensive points at least to be put up um, by by somebody. Um, so. All right. Well, do you got anything else or you going to call call episode 22? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. Uh, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you. And we will uh, on Saturday, we will also have our DFS smackdown. So look forward to that. Cool. Another another fail of the smackdown. We'll just say that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Every, every player week. swap has been has been a fail so far uh, this this season so we'll see if uh, week six is any different so see if anybody's um, actually able to deal out punishment <laughs> yeah it hasn't happened yet it's actually saved every single person we, we haven't had a repeat last place player yet so um uh you know hopefully uh we do this week so that it's not me um that's all i gotta say but you can find us on twitter uh at best coast ff that's our main twitter page you can find me at twitter at bcff underscore brandon i'm at bcff underscore jordan and josh is at bcff josh all right well make sure to hit that like and follow button we appreciate everybody you know all the downloads all the listens everybody all over the place we appreciate everybody tuning in you guys keep us all motivated and and uh, thank you guys again, uh, Jordan, and you too, Josh. I know you'll hear this uh, for covering for me with uh, the technical difficulties we had last week. So I really appreciate that, guys. Heck yeah. Thank you. All right. You guys have a great night.